Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, RingCentral makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at RingCentral.com. RingCentral. Simpler communications. Welcome to the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Now for your host, Dan Mater. And welcome back, MD Nation, to the show. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater, and we're back as promised today with the Sunday Night Recap and the Monday Night Recap and the waiver wire report all in today's episode as we put week 14 to bed and start to move forward to week 15 to the second round of the playoffs for most of the leagues out there listening to this show. And we got a great one for you. You're not going to want to miss a thing as we go over the waiver wire report. Of course, it's not going to be a thick waiver wire report tonight, but an all important one. And at the end of the show, because we should have some extra time in today's episode, we will talk about some things that will be coming down the pipe next year that you will all have to look forward to. So all of that's going to go on in today's show. It's a great one for you, and we're going to jump in, get right into it, because we don't want another second to lose. So let's hit the break, come back right away with the Sunday Night Recap. The MD's Fantasy Football Show is proud to become the newest member of the Belly Up Sports Network. The Belly Up Sports Network is a rising star in the sports industry. After having emerged onto the scene in just a year, they have accrued a massive following with bold articles, standout podcasts, and great debate amongst followers in the forums. Sign up for their newsletter and get access to all of the information throughout the Belly Up Sports Network. Go to bellyupsports.com today to join. Be bold and stand out. So first and foremost, hopefully if you are listening to the show, that means that you are still in the playoff hunt. You are still moving on into the second round on your way to a championship because that is what we have worked so hard to get you prepared for each and every week as we grind through the matchups, grind 
through the players what to expect moving forward. And it all starts off with the Rams and the Seattle Seahawks in the Sunday night matchup. And for those of you who have been wondering, where is the Rams? Where is the offense? They looked alive in this game. They did. And this was an impressive game. This was a game you need to see them actually come together. It was at home. That's number one. The second thing here to consider was the fact that other than the game last week against the Arizona Cardinals, we haven't seen the Rams offense really play all that well. So to see them go against Seattle and actually have a strong showing in this one helps you a lot. Look, this is a Rams team that is in playoff mode now because they know because of their division, because of the way the NFC is, they have to win out to give themselves a chance to make the playoffs, which means Great things for your fantasy players. Great things for your fantasy matchups. Because if you have Ram players, it means everything's on the line. They're going to play that much harder while you're going through your playoff matchups. That's the great thing about it. Jared Goff had a good game in this one. Not a great game, but a good game. 293 yards, two touchdowns. He did have the two picks, which is why he didn't have a great game. But he is back to somebody who's not a pathetic quarterback to play. Somebody you can play in a plus matchup if you have one. And I believe, I believe, I don't have it in front of me right now, but I believe they play Arizona next week, if I'm not mistaken. As I go through the check on that, yeah, you have Jared Goff who's going to be a streaming quarterback. You have Todd Gurley, who now for the second week in a row has had 20-plus carries, something you also want to see. And once again, didn't go for 100 yards, which is still disappointing. I still believe Todd Gurley is going to get you at least 100-yard performance before the season is out. But, In the meantime, he's scoring a touchdown. He's giving you a floor. He's With the touchdown, he's giving you borderline RB1 performances. And on top of it, the big thing that we talk about pretty much week in and week out that he has to get more involved in is the passing game. And he finally was. Four catches on four targets for 34 yards. If he's doing those things, he's got 27 touches in this game total. If he's doing those things... He is going to be a guy who can carry you through your fantasy playoffs, who is going to be what you drafted him to be, who is going to be somebody you can lean on here. That's what you're hoping for. That's what you want to see, especially the four targets. And I stand corrected. I'm sorry. They don't play Arizona again until week 17. They play Dallas next week, which with the way their defense has played as of late, even though that game will be in Dallas, it's still not something you fear for any of the Rams players heading into that matchup right now. Now, the only downfall is they play San Francisco Week 16. So that's the only thing you're going to have to keep in mind. But as far as next week goes, Todd Gurley can fire him up. Robert Woods, who is now on a two-game tear. Remember last week when he had a huge, huge game against Arizona? Remember that? Came back and had another really great game in this one. Finds the end zone for the first time this season as a receiver. He does have one touchdown on the year, but it came as a rushing touchdown. That was his first receiving touchdown on the season as he went for seven catches for 98 yards on nine targets. And even tacked on a couple of carries for 29 yards. Something the Rams have also gotten back to doing, which is doing more end arounds, more jet sweeps. The only player who still has yet to get involved is Brandon Cooks. And to me right now, he's droppable. You're not going to play him He hasn't been that involved in the offense even before he had the concussion issues that he had later on in the season. Brandon Cooks is somebody you just, you can't trust right now. You can't play him in any of your playoff matchups, unfortunately, unless, unless you're in a league, in the amateur hour league where you have your championship week 17, because against the Arizona Cardinals, I could see Brandon Cooks having a big game in that one. But even then, it's not trustworthy. Even then, you know, it could be just Robert Woods and Cooper Cup that game. 
Cup did see the end zone himself in this one, but still only four catches for 45 yards and only four targets. And of course, the big buzz story about him going around right now is the fact that he played way less snaps, way less snaps than he had at any point this season. Now, you still got to roll out Cooper Cup. And because he got you the touchdown, he salvaged his fantasy day. You didn't lose because of him. There's still a decent chance that you were able to go on to the next round while Cooper Cup was on your rosters. And you still have to continue to play him as if he's a high-end wide receiver too. And he shows you why. He's still a target of Jared Goff when they get in the end zone. He's still a guy who's too good to not play a greater significant number of snaps, especially against Dallas starting next week. So I'm not going to worry about this too much when it comes to Cooper Cup. The big thing is that Robert Woods is reestablishing himself as a high-end wide receiver three, low-end wide receiver two of what you drafted him to be over these past two weeks. He's been targeted like crazy. Was by far the number one targeted wide receiver in this game. The guy I do want to make a note of, and we're going to talk about him in the waiver wire report too, is Tyler Higby. Now, last week, I kind of chalked it up to, look, Gerald Everett was out. It's the Arizona Cardinals. They can make any tight end look good. But the fact that Tyler Higby comes in this game against Seattle and goes for seven catches for 116 yards and was the number one pass catcher period for the Rams, 11 targets, it shows you one thing about this offense that isn't going to change from this season, that they are looking to utilize the tight end now. They are. And Tyler Higby is not nearly the athlete, not nearly the talent from a pass catcher standpoint as Gerald Everett is. And we'll have to see if Gerald Everett is able to make a comeback this week. We don't know that yet. But Tyler Higby is going to be on the waiver wire report because if Gerald Everett still cannot come back, there's clearly a role, there's clearly a floor when it comes to a Rams tight end right now. Clearly. So something to keep in mind moving forward as well if you're looking around for tight ends. And we'll talk about him more later in the show. Now, as far as the Seattle Seahawks go, on that side of the ball, Russell Wilson, yet again, was disappointing from a fantasy perspective. And now, all of a sudden, remember when Russell Wilson had his woes in September, and that was always a knock on him, but as the season went on, he got stronger? Well, suddenly we're seeing a flip. Suddenly, he has had a tremendous MVP-like season all the way until up until this past month of games. And from a fantasy standpoint... He hasn't been all that trustworthy. He only tacks on 28 yards rushing this game. Just doesn't give you much. Now, you can't bench Russell Wilson because he's been so good, because this team is built on the deep ball. And one thing that I would say is a silver lining in this game is that while Tyler Lockett didn't have a big game, he was amongst the three top catchers as far as, far as targets go. He finally got back involved. He finally looked like he was a part of his offense again. Maybe that shin injury is starting to bother him less and less. Maybe he's starting to get some of his explosiveness back, his elusiveness back. We'll see as that continues. And look, the Seahawks, while they're not in a such desperate situation as the Rams are as far as just making the playoffs, they are in a dead heat right now with the San Francisco 49ers to try to win that division, to try to get that first round by, which is going to be very important in the NFC right now because it's so loaded in that conference. So they're going to put, it's going to be all things, you know, on the floor, all cards on the table. I expect the team to get more aggressive and you're going to still have to play Russell Wilson, even though he hasn't been as great moving forward. The big thing in this game, Rashad Penny, done for the year. Now, the good news is that it turns out it was just a sprained ACL, not a torn ACL. So when we say done for the year, we mean done for the regular season, but if it was a torn ACL, that's something that very well, because we're this late in the season, 
with looking like it was going to continue on into next season. Now, that's not so much the fear. But for you Chris Carson owners, it was a godsend. It was an absolute godsend because all of a sudden, Chris Carson was splitting time with Rashad Penny. All of a sudden, you had to worry about him losing touches. And you knew that if he fumbled the ball with the way Rashad Penny had been playing as of late, he could very well lose quite a bit of volume. No longer going to be a concern now. And he gave you a good performance in this game. 15 carries, 76 yards, tacked on three catches for 15 yards. And now, going into next week, you know he's the unquestioned guy that makes him a high-end RB2 with RB1 potential. So that's the good news if you're a Chris Carson owner. The handcuff is going to be CJ Procise. He's nothing worth picking up or anything like that. But it's just good to know who your handcuffs are in case need be. But not somebody who I'm going to run out to go add in this game. DK Metcalf, 6 catches, 78 yards, was a top pass catcher in the game. He's established himself a nice floor. Josh Gordon is not going to take his job away. That much is obvious and clear at this point. And DK Metcalf, with the big playability that he has with the receiver he has become already in his rookie season, he's somebody you have to continue to play as a high-end wide receiver three, and really more times than not should be in your lineups. Because the one thing he provides you is a floor as a flex play, but also a guy who could win you the week. And when you have guys like that, those are the guys you want in your playoff matchups. So DK Metcalf is somebody you're definitely going to be looking to play if I have him going into next week's matchup as well. And it's a nice performance here against a Rams defense, a Rams secondary that has been much improved since the addition of Jalen Ramsey. So there are good things to take out of this game. Like I talked about with Tyler Lockett, showed some lines of life. You can't bench Tyler Lockett going into next week, even though he himself as well has had a rough month in fantasy football thus far. This rough last month, I should say. But he's also somebody, you're going to have to continue to play him as a low-end wide receiver too. He can't come out of your lineups. He's another guy who just takes one play, and this game was a good step in the right direction to see his volume get back on track. One guy I want to talk about real quick is Jacoby Hollister. Four catches, 34 yards, six targets, so he was tied with Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf for the most targets on the team. This wasn't a great matchup for him. It wasn't a great performance, but for a guy who's been a common streaming tight end, a lower-end tight end one, it does show you that the volume is still there. You can continue to play him as such if you were worried about that, if you had him and were still able to move on. So I'm not going to worry about that there either. And that's going to wrap up our recap for the Sunday night game. There's not too much to go over. It was pretty straightforward. Outside the injury to Rashad Penny, you're able to take with you the confidence in the players that you own, the confidence in the players that you want to play, knowing that they are right now on a roll in the right directions from both of these teams, quite frankly. So we're going to take a quick break, come back on the other side. We've got the Monday night recap for you, and then we'll get into the waiver wire report. The MD's Fantasy Football Show is now partnered with the Unwrapped Sports Network. Unwrapped Sports Network has a top-notch sports blog covering all sports all the time with a team of talented writers. You can also visit their podcast page to listen to this show and several others covering multiple sports. Sign up for their newsletter and never miss a thing at UnwrappedSports.com. Again, that's UnwrappedSports.com. What a wild game that we had in the Monday night game between the Giants and the Eagles. We had the return of Eli. We had the Eagles playing for the playoff lives. And we had fantasy playoff matchups in the balance. And frankly, it was more of the same as it was throughout the entire week. Injuries were the name of the day. 
If you're able to stay healthy, you maybe had a chance in this one. Starting off, of course, with Alshon Jeffrey. Now we'll have to wait until tomorrow or later on today. You're listening to this Tuesday afternoon. We'll have to wait until later on today to find out exactly what's going on with Alshon Jeffrey. But from early indications, he may be done for the season. We know it's a foot. We don't know exactly what it is. We don't know exactly the extent of it. But we do know that he's going to be missing next week, week 15 for sure. And he most likely will be out for the rest of the regular season. The only way he maybe comes back is if the Eagles make the playoffs before your fantasy football teams. It does not matter. Alshon Jeffrey can go ahead and be dropped because he's not coming back for your playoff matchups. So that was the first loss. And hopefully, hopefully, you were able to survive Alshon Jeffrey going down because he only he didn't give you anything before he left. Nothing. Gooshed you. 100%. And this was a plus matchup coming off of a big game last week against Miami Dolphins. A lot of people, I think, were depending on Alshon Jeffrey. And if you're a part of MD Nation, go ahead and hit me up on Twitter, at MDSFFShow. Go ahead and hit me up on Facebook, at MDFFShow. Vent to me if you lost because Alshon Jeffrey goosed you. Or let me even know if you were actually able to survive if he survive his zero. I want to know both ways. I want to know what's going on with MD Nation. So let me know what happened in your matchups as a result of Alshon Jeffrey getting injured in this one. Now, luckily for most of you who played Carson Wentz, he did come through for you. And it was a tough matchup because without Alshon Jeffrey, this team was literally down by the second half to one active wide receiver and a bunch of tight ends. That's it. But Carson Wentz was still able to put together a great game. A lot of that had to do with the game script. The Giants jump out to a 17-3 lead. And the Eagles were able to just mash their way and win this game in overtime. He had 325 yards, two touchdowns. The biggest thing is he had no turnovers in this game, which was great because I was able to keep his really good performance here from a fantasy football perspective intact. Carson Wentz probably did win you a few leagues in this one, or at the very least didn't lose it for you, and hopefully close it out for you on Monday. So he was able to come through even with there being no receivers available. And of course, the only way he was able to do that was by going to his tight ends, Mostly named Zach Ertz, who was looking much better after last week, who had to play through that injury, looks much healthier this week. Nine catches, 91 yards, two touchdowns on 13 targets. That level of production isn't going to be going anywhere with the Eagles not really having a wide receiver, even if Nelson Aguilar comes back next week, which we still don't know at this point really going to be the case or not. Even if he does come back, Zach Ertz is going to be the number one pass catcher and by a large clip. And in a game in which they had to lean on tight ends, Dallas Goddard really wasn't that involved. Six targets, three catches, 41 yards. It just shows you he has a floor as the second tight end. But in a situation where they only had to lean on him, Dallas Goddard may still be a streaming tight end option for you guys moving forward. Because it's going to have to be a lot of Ertz, a lot of Goddard. And it's going to have to be a lot of the running backs. Now, Miles Sanders got nicked up a little bit in this game. But he was able to come back. So we're not worried about his down the field or his down down the road availability going into week 15. He should be good to go. The big thing was Boston Scott was the one who provided the spark. 10 carries, 59 yards, a touchdown. Also added on six catches for 69 yards. Did some damage while Miles Sanders was out, but mostly just had the hot hand. So they kept going back to him in the second half. And the Eagles went shotgun constantly. And we're taking Miles Sanders in and out and we're using Boston Scott. Now, I know some people are going to look at this as... They think Boston Scott is going to have a role now moving forward. And to that, I just say, look, what it means to me is that they've moved on from Jay Ajayi. They see that he can't do it anymore, or at the very least, he's not in football shape right now. And he's not going to be able to provide them anything that they want him to provide them with 
as the backup running back. So I think he's fall totally out of the rotation. Could Boston Scott be the backup running back? Could be the guy who gives Miles Sanders a breather? Yes. I still expect Miles Sanders to be the predominant runner in a game in which he doesn't get hurt, be the main rusher, and for all intents and purposes, be a guy who should be looking at about 20 touches. I mean, he still wound up with 19 total touches in this game. So Boston Scott is not somebody who becomes a flex play for me in PPR leagues. We're not going down that road with him. He's still nothing more than a backup to Miles Sanders, but he might get utilized here and there. And it might cut into Sanders a little bit, but not much. I'm still going to make Sanders a low-end RB2 heading into next week due to volume and his involvement in both the rushing and the passing game. And I'm not going to worry about too much and chalk it up to Boston Scott getting hot and a team that needed to come back with Sanders being a little bit banged up. And that's all. As far as everybody else goes in this game, on the Giants side of the ball, Eli comes back. He was fine. He wasn't a streaming option for me to begin with, even against the Philadelphia Eagles. The big thing was, what was he going to do for the pass catchers? Who was going to be fantasy relevant for this team? Because the Giants have had some receivers be fantasy relevant over the past few weeks. And leading up into this game, the last time we did a preview show was on Friday. At that point, we still thought Evan Ingram was actually going to play. It wasn't until after that that we found out that he wasn't going to. And not that he wasn't going to, but probably won't play again this season. And what I said there was, if Evan Ingram's going to be back... With that in the mixture of Eli Manning, Darius Slayton may find himself to be the odd man out. Now, yes, of course, that was the wrong call, but that was also before Evan Ingram was out. As long as Evan Ingram was out, I said there's enough targets to go around to the three receivers that all of them are possible plays, and Darius Slayton has the most explosiveness to him. And he didn't do anything in the second half, but he didn't have to. Five catches, 154 yards, two touchdowns. The big thing here, eight targets. Shepard had seven. Golden Tate had five. And neither Shepard or Tate were really that involved. Shepard only had four catches for 28 yards, while Golden Tate one catch for 11 yards. Now, I expect that to, to shift back a little bit. This is still Eli and Manning we're talking about. And I know they're talking about whether or not they don't, they don't know if Eli or Daniel Jones is going to start next week. I have a hard time believing it won't be Eli, because if Daniel Jones is truly working with a high ankle sprain, and part of his game is being mobile... I don't see how this guy is going to suddenly be able to suit up for this week. And why you would even do it at this point. If he's going to really truly be your future, why get him killed? Because if he can't move around, he's a statue. He's not. He's already proven he's not a very accurate passer on a consistent basis. That's been proven. So I don't know why it wouldn't be Eli after this game. We'll see what winds up being the case. Either way here, there's enough targets for Slate and Shepard and Tate. Slayton has the big upside. They have another juicy matchup coming up against the Washington Redskins here. I think because of his performance as of late, because of what his capabilities are, and the fact that Eli just showed now he's not afraid to go to him, I think he has to be the number one receiver, fantasy purpose-wise, for the Giants. Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, these aren't guys that were ever touchdown productive guys to begin with. It was a matter of, are they PPR monsters? Can they be low-end wide receiver threes? And right now... After coming off a plus match against the Eagles, I don't think you can trust them to be as such. Yes, they have a plus match against the Redskins. Yes, they could very well end up having a decent game in that one. But I think the only wide receiver that you can contemplate playing right now is Darius Slayton for the New York Giants. The only one. Because of big play upside. And keep in mind, that's why I keep stressing that point. Because he's still going to be a guy who has a low floor and a high ceiling because of Eli, because of the offense. It could be just as likely he goes 2 for 30 next week. So play him as a wide receiver 3 with boom or bust type of potential and what that does for your lineup and where you want to mix him in if you want to mix him in. It's not a must play. I want to stress that point. But he had a big game here. This is what he's capable of. He has another great matchup next week. 
Saquon Barkley wasn't as involved in the passing games I thought he would be with Eli Manning. Now, it was a wet game. It was a rainy game. It was There were some weird things about it. He did have 17 carries for 66 yards. No touchdowns. Again, was disappointing. If you happen to win your playoff matchup with him in your lineup, you still have to keep playing him, against the, especially against the Redskins, because at least with the Redskins, it's a much better matchup for him on the ground moving forward. So I'm not shying away from Saquon Barkley, but I do know that a lot of people who had him are probably not in the playoffs anymore at this point either. So for those of you who do, you have to continue to play him, even though this was a disappointing matchup here. I really thought he'd be more involved in the passing game, and he still very well might be if Eli Manning starts another game, but we will have to wait and see on that. In the meantime, he's still a must-start because he's Saquon Barkley. That wraps up our Monday Night Recap. We're going to take a quick break, come back on the other side with the waiver Wire Report. The MD's Fantasy Football Show is proud to become a new member of Overtime Heroics. Overtime Heroics is a fantastic sports media platform for sports fans all around the world to come and participate in their extensive forums. And now with the merger of the Land Sports Network, the website will soon have great content available from extremely well-written articles to entertaining and informative podcasts from all sports for you to enjoy. All you have to do is register for free at OvertimeHeroics.com to participate. Again, that's OvertimeHeroics.com. Now it is time for our favorite part of the show, where we officially put the previous week behind us and look forward to the next week. Look forward to week 15. And we have to do that by improving our teams every single week, and that starts with the waiver wire report. And the first name up that I want to talk about, it should be no surprise to anyone, other than you might be a little bit surprised that he's actually, on average, owned less than 50% amongst the major... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner platforms that people play fantasy football on and that's Ryan Tannehill 48% owned and that's where I was surprised he makes just makes the cut to make the waiver wire report it has to be it has to be less than 50% owned on average between ESPN and Yahoo and CBS and NFL I take all those numbers I average them out for you so that way you know who's available to most of your leagues and Ryan Tannehill is still available in most of your leagues and there's no doubt about it he has to be the number one streaming quarterback on the week not just because of the game that he had against the Oakland Raiders but because of the fact he goes to play the Houston Texans next week which is another plus matchup for quarterbacks another plus matchup for offenses in general it's going to be a big divisional game which does make you a little nervous because divisional games can be a little bit weird. But with the way they've been playing on offense as of late, with the fact that Ryan Tannehill has presented you with a floor every single week, and with the way Houston has played, that game could actually be a sneaky little shootout, especially if Houston get the offense going. And I expected both teams to play aggressively throughout this one, and we don't know the health of Derrick Henry. We don't. We think he's going to play. We don't think it was a... a a major hamstring, looked like a minor one, looked like they took him out later in that game as a precaution more so than anything else. We talked about that in yesterday's recap show. 
But the ball is going to fall on Ryan Tannehill to make plays in that game, and he should be able to do so, especially with the emergence of A.J. Brown as we get later and later into the season. I expect Ryan Tannehill to be a guy, especially for those teams that have been streaming quarterbacks, going through the playoffs, to be somebody who could actually win leagues for you this this season right now with the way he has been playing, with the matchups that he has this week and next week. Play Ryan Tannehill. Pick him up. Especially if you've been streaming quarterbacks up until this point. Number one streaming guy of the week right now. Next guy I want to talk about is Bo Scarborough. 40% owned. Now, yes, I know he has the technical rib injury coming out of the game, but he went back into that game. He was able to finish. He was able to play. And talk about a guy who just has a sure thing as far as volume goes right now. No matter what the game script is, he's still got 19 carries in a game that Detroit was held scoreless all the way up until the fourth quarter. Now, he's not going for over 100 yards in a lot of these games. And while he hasn't scored a touchdown over the past couple of weeks... He is somebody who has that capability. He is someone that we know if Detroit gets in the goal line, he will have that opportunity to score, to at least punch it in. With When you combine that with the workload, we're talking about a guy, especially in standard leagues, is a flex play. Now, because he's not involved at all in the passing game, if you're in half point or full point PPR leagues, he's maybe not as much of a priority. He's maybe more of a guy that you want to pick up to block the other opponent to having a good play or maybe a guy who can fill in if you had somebody be injured because we did have a lot of injuries this past week. He is somebody who is flex worthy and has touchdown potential because of his role in this offense. So somebody at 40% owned, a running back who's getting 20-plus carries, and it's not a Miami Dolphin running back, yeah, he's somebody who should be picked up as well in most leagues. Next guy kind of in the similar mold, Adrian Peterson. Now, for the record, I would actually probably have Adrian Peterson over Bo Scarball just because he has been playing really well. He has been. 39% owned on average, so he's widely available in most of the leagues out there. Darius Geis is probably done for the rest of the season. We know he's definitely done for this year. And while we know Chris Thompson is back and Adrian Peterson won't be involved in the passing game, he'll probably get 20 carries this week. And he's somebody who has consistently scored, who has consistently gotten you 70-plus yards when he's been in that role this season. So Adrian Peterson, all of a sudden, heading into your second round of the playoffs, heading into Week 16 to finish out the year, Maybe somebody you could pick up, plug and play if you're looking for that flex play and actually be able to put you in a position where Adrian Peterson could help you win a championship, could help you win your playoff matchups. So he's another, kind of in the similar mode, Bo Scarball is a flex guy and you like him a lot more in standard leagues, of course, because of the volume there. Because he's not going to be involved in the passing game. But definitely a valuable pickup on the waiver wire report right now. Next guy I want to talk about, he's ha- I've had him on my list for the next, last couple of weeks now, Zach Paschal. I know this is a guy who had burned us in the past, but keep in mind, it's not just there's no T.Y. Hilton, there's no Eric Ebron, there's no Chester Rogers, and now Zach Paschal is coming off of two weeks in a row where he was the number one pass catcher and was able to produce as such for this team. The Colts are going to have to do something offensively, and right now, with Jack Doyle even being inconsistent after the disappointing performance that he just had this past week, Zach Pascal is the one guy that you can guarantee he's going to probably get seven plus targets in any given matchup. He's going to be a possession guy. He's going to be Jacoby Brissett's favorite target. 
and he's going to have a chance to score. He's going to have a chance to put up those yards. He's another guy who I look at as a solid wide receiver three. He doesn't have a huge ceiling. He's not a big play type of guy, but if he gets enough volume, he's in the right matchup. He is a guy you can play in the flex. You can play him as your wide receiver three of the week. And somebody right now who's only 35% owned on average, you go ahead and pick up Zach Pascal as well. I like him a lot this week. Next guy I think should go without saying, but at 26% owned only, A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown. Yes, we are going to trust the Tennessee Titan wide receiver. I know. All season long, I'm saying you can't trust Tennessee Titan wide receiver. And for the most part, you can't because they are matchup dependent. But with a great matchup against Houston, with the way he has been able to just win weeks for people because he does have those big games. Now, has he had games where he has that big week and then the second week he comes back and lays a, de- a dud? Yeah, absolutely. Which is why he's a low-end wide receiver three because you know going into this matchup, even though it's a plus matchup, he's still going to have a low floor because of the way this offense works at times. But again, when you're factoring the fact that Derrick Henry may not be 100% even if he plays, when you factor in how Ryan Tannehill has played, when you factor in the fact that this game could be a high-scoring type of game because of the Houston Texans offense... I think it's a really good situation for A.J. Brown to have an opportunity here to have two really good weeks in a row. Now, is he going to go for 150 yards and two touchdowns this week? If I was a betting man, probably not. But does he have a chance to get that big play, to get that 100 yards, to get that touchdown? He absolutely does in this matchup. Absolutely does. So that's why I'm looking at A.J. Brown here, 26% owned as a guy that you can pick up if you need to take a home run threat on. Another guy I like at the tight end position, something everyone's looking for. We just talked about him a minute ago in the Sunday Night Recap, and I said we would talk about him here. Tyler Higby, 21% owned. Now, of course, this is 100% contingent on Gerald Everett being out, which means this is a guy that I'm not going to bust my waiver priority for. But if Gerald Everett is out, like I said in the recap, right now the tight end position is getting targeted by the Rams. It's being utilized. And this week coming up, when you're looking for a tight end, you're looking for guys who do two things, score touchdowns and get targets. Right now, Tyler Higby fits that mold. He is a guy who's a streaming option for you. Does he have a low floor like every other tight end who we're talking about in that particular range, in that low-end streaming territory? Yeah, absolutely he does. But right now, with the way he's playing as of late, There's few people in that streaming territory you're going to have more confidence in than Tyler Higby if Gerald Everett is out once again this week. So that's why he makes the waiver wire report here. Somebody I want to make sure you guys have your eyes on if you've been looking for tight ends to stream all throughout the year. Last but not least, Gardner Minshew. Now, I have him further down my list. He was actually going to be my number one streaming quarterback because they play Oakland and then they play Atlanta in week 16. So he has a nice schedule coming up where he could actually help your teams if you've been streaming quarterbacks possibly win out for the championship run and be that guy who can get you 20-plus points at the quarterback position that you were able to pick up off the waiver wire report. He still can do that, but I'm a little shaky because we don't expect DJ Chark to play this week. In fact, Really, this show, MD's Fantasy Football Show, my personal opinion, I don't believe he's going to play this week after seeing his injury. There's no way that wasn't a high ankle sprain, and I know there's not many weeks left. I know they came out today and said that he's week to week. I don't see DJ Chark coming back to, back this season, but he's definitely, definitely not going to play this week. 
So even against the Oakland Raiders, though, this is still a great matchup. D.D. Westbrook and Chris Conley could still be enough for Minshew. But not only do you have the non-DJ truck factor, you also have to factor that this Jaguar team in general, especially on the defensive side of the ball, looked like it kind of quit last week. It did. It looked like it quit. It looked like a mirage of the end of last season when the entire team quit. It looks like the whole thing all over again. And frankly, I'm a little bit surprised with this episode coming out on Tuesday morning that we went through all of Monday without Doug Marone being fired. I'm a little bit surprised by that. After that dud performance this past week, after going with the quarterback change and doing absolutely nothing and getting your asses handed to you at home by the Chargers, I'm really kind of surprised Doug Marone was not fired early Monday morning. But he wasn't. There's still some Minshew magic. I still like what he can do. The Jaguars really just didn't have the ball that much in that game. So I expect that to be different against Oakland. Obviously, Oakland's been a great matchup for quarterbacks all season long. So he's still going to be in my streaming territory. But he doesn't quite have the ceiling without DJ Chark that he would have originally going into this matchup in Atlanta next week. So he's still on my streaming radar, but he's not quite as high as I would have had him originally, which is why I have Ryan Tannehill much further ahead with all of his weapons intact and the way he's been playing too. That wraps up the waiver wire report. Like I said, it wasn't going to be a long list and we wouldn't expect it to be at this point in the season. We're in the playoffs, people. These They have to be guys that can really be valuable for your teams right away. These are the guys that can be valuable for your teams right away. So that's what we're looking at. You're narrowing it down. But now with that out of the way, we're going to take a quick few minutes here before we close out the show to kind of talk about the MD's Fantasy Football Show and what you guys have to look forward to going into the offseason. So obviously, once week 17 comes to an end, this show will go on a hiatus. You won't hear from us again until March. And then in March, it will be after that first week of free agency. We'll come back because what we'll do is we'll recap free agency. We'll analyze it. We'll talk about what the fantasy implications of the moves that are made are going into the following season. So that's when you'll first hear back from us sometime in the beginning of March. And we'll do the same thing we did last offseason. We'll do an episode a week up until, you know, past the draft. We'll go on a little bit by hiatus, and then we'll come back again in June. And then we'll be pretty much two episodes a week from June all the way up until the season starts in September, and then we'll be back to four episodes a week like we did this season. So that, that's the schedule part of it that you can look forward to. Some of the new things that we expect to try to implement into the show for your guys' purposes uh, and feedback that we've had and try to make the show even more entertaining and more fun for you, which will make it more in turn more informative, more willing to want to watch and listen to, is just that, watch, the watching part. We are planning on, like we have been doing over the past few weeks with simulcasting the preview episodes on Sportscaster, we plan on doing more of that. In fact, in the off-season when we're doing one episode a week, when we do two episodes a week in the summer, our plan is that we will be doing video podcasts. So we'll still have the audio version as always. It's a podcast. We'll still always still have the audio version. But we'll be doing live simul cast episodes on sportscaster all throughout the year so that's one thing you have to look forward to the other thing is that the video streams themselves we plan on uh getting more equipment more immersed in some obs software and that's going to lead us to getting more graphics and actually making the video more entertaining and more fun to watch 
So that way you're not just staring at my face while I talk, you know, for an hour plus as I'm going through the episode. I know I have a pretty face and I enjoy displaying it for all of you. And I know that my face really should be enough for all of you to want to watch and tune in. It really should. All right. Just, you know, a little humble brag there. But I want to make this open for everybody. So those of you who don't like my face, you won't have to look at it the entire time. And we'll have some fun with it. So these are new things that we're implementing to the show itself. Of course, we'll keep up with the rankings. We'll have the preseason rankings like we did. We'll have the draft kit like we had last year available for download for all of you guys. So that'll include you know schedules and, and the preseason rankings and you know, everything else. The depth charts. All that stuff will be available to you guys. Again, we'll work on that and have it to you in the summertime. And we'll have all of that. And of course, in the offseason, the website, we're going to have, you know, all the numbers from this year. So you can go back and look at that and research. And we'll also have a lot of the draft guys coming out. We'll do the combine stats again. We'll follow along on the draft order and the draft picks coming up. We'll have the episodes that will talk about the rookies coming in and who can have fantasy impacts from a dynasty and a redraft standpoint. So all of that is some stuff that you have to look forward to. And of course, another year, uh, you know, as the new head of the fantasy department of the Belly Up Sports, we'll be very immersed with them, but we'll also be working closely with Unwrap Sports as well, as they're both on Sportscaster. We're proud to be part of both of those networks and be able to contribute and be a part of those groups that really put out great content all the time that you really should always check out. So all of those things we're going to be doing in the offseason. We plan on, like last year, we did, you know, we had our team depth chart series. We'll be doing that again this year and again, getting more beat reports, beat writer reporters to come on to the show and, you know, talk about the teams that they cover and in depth analysis from a fantasy perspective. So we're going to have all of that for you again as well. So the big changes will really be us getting more of a video podcast presence in more places. So while we'll definitely be simulcasting on Sportscaster, the plan is right now that we're going to be looking into and trying to get videos up on YouTube, maybe look into some Facebook live, maybe even looking to streaming on Twitter, uh, itself. We don't know yet about that last part. We're looking into that, but the YouTube and possibly the Facebook Live are all things we're going to be looking into. So not only will we be video podcasting for sure on sportscaster.com at MDFF USN, but we'll also be looking to get other platforms as well. And so we'll have both video and audio episodes all throughout the off season for sure. And then the regular season, just like we did this past year, this past few weeks, where we have you know, we did the, the simulcast for the preview episodes, and then we just do the audio version for the recap. And I think we're going to keep that formula going into next season because we do have we have two different studios that we record from. And when we record from the mobile studios, it's not always the best to have it on video. It's not always going to be available, so we're still going to keep it. The preview shows will be will be uh, on Sportscaster. Sorry, I lost my train of thought there for a second. On Sportscaster, on the video with the graphics, with, with all the information, with the rankings. The website will still be humming as normal. And then we'll still have the recap, which will be the audio version. But all the episodes we do in the off season will also be live 
on video for you guys to enjoy and then will be available for you after the fact as well and be available on the website www.mdffshow.com so those are some of the things we're looking forward to we also want to get more involvement more feedback from MD Nation more comments more of the fans shouted out more of the fans talked about on the show more of you guys interacting with the show because that's what it's really all about to help you guys in particular with your lineups and your fantasy problems, your fantasy dilemmas. That's what we're here for. And it's been a great season so far. We're going to finish it out strong. we still got a few more weeks left. We're still going to be on our way to a championship. But those are some things that we have to look forward to. And I will mention this again as we go over the next couple of weeks. Just so make sure everyone in MD Nation knows what they have to look forward to. But that's going to wrap up today's show. Make sure you're checking us out on the Belly Up uh, sports network at belly up fantasy of course on sundays at nine o'clock where they're there to answer any of your fantasy football questions make sure you're checking us out on unwrapped sports network and make sure you're checking us out on the overtime heroics network as well make sure you check out the website www.mdffshow.com follow us along on twitter look we got free player notification updates all throughout the week to make sure you guys get your information before your opponent does and it's absolutely free because all you have to do is follow us on twitter and hit that little bell for the notifications. And that's on at MDSFFshow. And we're always available through Facebook as well, at MDFFshow. I will see you guys all on Thursday. We'll be live on Sportscaster in the morning for the first preview show of the week like we always are. And, of course, the audio version will be available on Google Play, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker, wherever you go. The MD's Fantasy Football Show is widely available to you. And I will see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22.